100% of the time, brands with the cleanest ingredients are happy to talk to me. And companies that I have a sneaking suspicion are greenwashing either won't respond to my inquiry at all or send me a nice note explaining that their formulas are proprietary. So basically, screw off. Hey there, my name is Wendy, and I'm an environmental toxins lawyer who is obsessed with showing women how to toss the toxins out of their life and embrace a more holistic lifestyle. I'll be dishing up bite-sized but binge-worthy episodes on all things detox, low-tox, and what's that toxin? And what is it really doing to my health? I'm breaking it all down for you, separating the myths from the facts and pulling back the curtain on the products and beauty industry. You'll hear my unfiltered and sometimes unpopular, but honest opinions. No topic is off limits. We'll dive into what's really causing our thyroid issues, hormone imbalances, infertility, and more. Think of it as a crash course for all things holistic living, but for real life. You don't have to do everything. You just have to start somewhere. Let me show you how. This is the Detox Dilemma Podcast. Welcome to episode two of the Detox Dilemma Podcast. Today, I'm going to be digging in to fragrance. And if you've been following me over on Instagram or you've worked with me or you've downloaded any of my freebies, you know that the first thing that I tell clients and customers to do when they're trying to go more toxin-free is to ditch the fragrance. Today, I'm going to tell you why. You're going to learn how companies are using fragrance to manipulate what you buy, what's in the fragrance that makes it such a problem for your health, and how it's directly related to infertility, hormone disorders, miscarriage rates, and more. And I'm going to let you in on a dirty little secret that the fragrance industry doesn't want you to know. And then I'm going to wrap it up by sharing my tried and true way of avoiding the bad stuff while still smelling amazing. Yes, it is absolutely possible and surprisingly simple. You do not have to give up beautiful smelling fragrance along with the toxins, I promise. And I will confess, this is always a hard topic. I've been in people's homes for over nine years teaching them about ingredients and toxins, and usually they're all about it and they're good switching and ditching Until I get to the part about fragrance. And more than any other product that I teach about, it's the fragrance they don't want to give up. I get it. They're accustomed to it. I'm sure many of you can relate to this. When I was a teenager, I remember payday would come and I worked at Just for Feet, which was a shoe store in Arizona. And it was in the mall parking lot. And so on payday, I would walk across the parking lot and I would go to Victoria's Secret and I would buy not one, but two bottles of Pear Glace body spray and lotion. Do you remember this? I I have no freaking idea why teenage me wanted to smell like a pear, but I was not the only teenager, apparently, because they were always out of stock. And once I started wearing it, I loved it. And then it kind of just became what I loved to smell like. And I don't know, I didn't want to give it up. See, our sense of smell isn't just about having a positive reaction. It's actually really important to the way we interact with the world around us. And as humans, our olfactory system, which is our sense of smell, connects directly to our limbic system in our brain. And it's the part of the brain that processes memories and emotions. And it's an important part of our body's response to stress. This is actually the scientific basis for why essential oils work. 
They've been found to invoke feelings of calm and are used by many to help manage emotions from anger to anxiety, and it's because of the direct effect on your limbic system. A smell can evoke strong emotions, good and bad. The ability to remind us of our favorite memories, like if you smell jasmine and you have a positive memory of your grandmother maybe wearing some jasmine in her perfume, you're going to have a positive response to that scent. It also plays a huge role in social bonding. In fact, infants recognize the odors of their mothers soon after birth, and adults can identify their children and spouses by scent alone. Synthetic perfumes weren't actually developed until the 19th century, and they were made to replace more expensive essential oils, which take a lot of plant material and are hard to obtain, and they're expensive. None of the fragrance that was made in the 19th century, though, was bad or full of toxins. It was just simply synthetic. See, these toxins weren't invented yet, and companies didn't start filling fragrance with toxins until the last few decades. So why the need to add toxins? I mean, why not just use the fragrance? Companies are not stupid. They know how to sell things to Americans. They make billions of dollars in profit, and they know, ladies, that the number one reason you will buy a product is because of the way that it smells. And today, fragrances created for cosmetics, personal care products, cleaning products, they're dominated by synthetic ingredients. In fact, estimates show that 80 to 90% of the raw materials used in fragrance today is synthetic, and it's because it's cheap and it's derived from petrochemicals. And nowhere has scent been more used as a marketing manipulation tool than in your cleaning products, laundry detergents, and fabric softeners. See, depending on what cleaner or detergent you use, there is a smell that you associate with clean. Something being clean doesn't actually have a smell. The absence of dirt and dust doesn't really smell like anything. But that scent that you smell when you bring a clean load of laundry out of your dryer that isn't clean clothes, it's whatever toxic cocktail has been added to those products that your nose and therefore your brain now associates with clean laundry. I mean, think about it. We've all been convinced for decades that a clean home should smell like a pine forest or lemon, despite any logical connection between our kitchens and a pine forest. So something I run into all the time with clients, when they're detoxing their homes and they start using toxin-free laundry detergent, and dryer balls, and vinegar, and baking soda, they call me and they say, I feel like my clothes aren't clean. I mean, they don't smell clean. They are clean. They just don't smell like the chemical scent that your brain has been wired into believing equals clean. That's an important thing to know, because that is how these companies have made their money. By manipulating our sense of smell, And these companies smartly target women. Studies have also shown that women are more emotionally impacted by fragrance than men. And our sensitivity to fragrance changes depending on the stage of our menstrual cycle. So it's not surprising that fragrance has become a key element in successfully marketing products to women. In fact, it's been so successful that the use of fragrance toxins in products have doubled in the United States since 1990. 
A walk down the cleaning product aisle of any grocery store will tell you how inundated we are with fragranced products. I mean, I can't freaking buy a trash bag without having to search through and find unscented ones. And while we're on that topic, fragrance-free and unscented are two very different things. Fragrance-free means no fragrance. Unscented means they may have used fragrance chemicals to neutralize the smell of the product to make it smell like it doesn't smell. Some of the chemicals they're using in those products might not smell too good and they need something to cover it up. Then you have it unscented. I think the saddest part of women being targeted in marketing these products is that they're the ones that are impacted from a health perspective the most. I mean, everyone's impacted, but women are more vulnerable to the hormone-disrupting effects of these toxins that are added to fragrance, and it can affect their fertility, miscarriage rates, pregnancy, and exposures to even small levels of these toxic fragrance chemicals during pregnancy poses lifelong health impacts to our kids. So companies are marketing to women and women are the ones suffering because of it. Okay, so now you know that these companies are a bunch of jerks and they're using toxins to trick you. And well, they pretty much suck. But aside from that, let's talk about the industry's dirty little secret and what is actually being added to these fragrances that is so toxic. Are you reading labels, but you don't even really know what you're looking at, let alone know which ones are toxic? And wondering if you really need to spend eight bucks on an all-natural cleaner made of nothing but vinegar? And how much of this marketing is just a bunch of greenwashing anyway? If you're confused, you are in good company. That was me when I first started detoxing my home. But now I've helped hundreds of families do it simply and without the overwhelm using my Tossing the Toxins roadmap. The best part, it is completely free. I wanted to create the perfect toxin-free cheat sheet and then give it away to anyone who wanted it. The roadmap walks you through what areas to focus on first that will give you the best bang for your health buck. You can download what I call the Toxic 20, which is my top 20 ingredients to avoid right to your phone. It's jam-packed full of easy-to-follow steps on embracing a low-tox life. My only goal was to make it simple, like crazy simple. If you're ready to start detoxing your life, Go download your free roadmap at www.tossingthetoxins.com. Okay, let's talk about the fragrance industry's dirty little secret. So imagine a bottle of lotion on the shelf at Target, and it says it's scented with bergamot orange zest. Years ago, I probably would have made an assumption that that scent legitimately came from fruit. Like, I imagine squeezing oranges into this lotion. But I would have been very wrong. Instead, that single fragrance probably contains a cocktail of potentially thousands of hidden chemicals. Of those thousands of chemicals that could be found in that fragrance, they might contain multiple toxins. And you, as the consumer, will never know which of the roughly 3,000 synthetic chemicals may be in that particular fragrance. Why? Because they don't have to tell you. Their fragrance ingredients are protected as a trade secret, and there are zero federal laws or regulations that prevent companies from using these ingredients or from making them disclose them. There is only one word on the label, and that is either fragrance or parfum. That one word is a catch-all for thousands of chemicals. So how are you supposed to know if a company is using toxins in their fragrance? Well, you can ask them. 
but most of them won't tell you. Let me share my experience. Companies that are not using these toxins are usually more than happy to share their ingredients with you because they're so stinking proud of the fact they're creating a product that is safe and toxin-free. Most of them have a deep passion for what they're creating. I've contacted hundreds of companies over the years that I've been reviewing products from brands claiming to be toxin-free. A hundred percent of the time, brands with the cleanest ingredients are happy to talk to me, and companies that I have a sneaking suspicion are greenwashing either won't respond to my inquiry at all or send me a nice note explaining that their formulas are proprietary. So basically, screw off. You're probably thinking, wow, Wendy, it sounds like it's difficult to avoid these toxins. Why bother? I'll tell you why. There's a lot of toxins that could be in those fragrance. Phthalates is one of them. Phthalates is a known hormone disruptor and is the most likely to be used. In fact, 74% of all brand name products on store shelves contain phthalates. And they really are destroying our health. Phthalates are plasticizers. They were invented in the 20s to soften plastic, which is how PVC piping came to be. But you know what else it does a really good job at? It makes fragrance sticky. It's the reason why your clothing can smell like your laundry soap weeks later. And it's the reason why your husband can still smell your perfume at the end of the day. It makes fragrance stick. Phthalates are well-known endocrine disruptors, and they disrupt not just hormonal balance in the way that you think of it, but every system in your body that is regulated by hormones, which is pretty much everything. Here's the crux of the issue. Our hormones control everything. Timing of puberty, early puberty, our fertility, behavior, cognition, digestion, metabolism, thyroid, adrenals. Everything is regulated by your hormones. Here's a very quick summary of some of what we know to be true through peer-reviewed, published research. And keep in mind, this is just a small sampling. Let's start with what happens when women who are pregnant are exposed to high amounts of phthalates. For example, found in their shampoos, their lotions, or their other care products. Higher rates of exposure are linked to autism in boys, but not girls. It's linked to higher pregnancy loss in women utilizing IVF to conceive. It's linked to low and poor quality eggs in women trying to conceive. It's linked to male genital birth defects. And when those boys are born with what now is called phthalate syndrome, not only are their genitals smaller, but when they grow up to be young men and give researchers their semen samples, they have lower sperm counts and are less likely to get their partners pregnant. In one study, called the Salma study, which was done in Sweden, they followed pregnant women from the time of their pregnancy until their children were nine years old and annually tested them using standard psychological tests. At the age of four, the mother answers the question, how many words does your child know or understand? And it turns out when the mother has higher level of phthalates, the number of words that a child knows is reduced significantly. That study also had further data on changes in behavior, on function, socialization related to phthalates in utero. Okay, so don't get exposed during pregnancy. I know that's what you're thinking, but what about adults? People with the highest levels of phthalates had a greater risk of death from any cause, especially cardiovascular mortality. 
and exposure has been linked to low testosterone levels in men, childhood obesity, asthma, cardiovascular issues, thyroid disorders, and cancer. It's also been linked to girls experiencing early puberty. And keep in mind, your child is up to 20 times more at risk of exposure than an adult due to body weight alone, yes, but also because children's liver enzymes are not as efficient as adults until they're about 10 years old. So they can't detox these toxins as efficiently. I know that sounds like a lot of doom and gloom, and that was just the tip of the iceberg, but there is good news in all of this research. And if you were just listening to this thinking, well, what the hell is the point? They're everywhere. Keep this in mind. A study out of UC Berkeley gives me so much hope and was truly the reason why I have focused all of my efforts on educating on this topic. That study found that after only three days of young girls stopping cosmetics, shampoos, and soaps that contain phthalates, the amount of hormone-disrupting toxins found in the blood plunged by half. Phthalates alone were reduced by 27%. That is truly something to celebrate. All you have to do is toss these products out of your life, and there are more options available today than ever before. It was a lot harder years ago to avoid these fragrances, but now, today, it is absolutely possible. And I hope after listening to this, you're ready to go walk around your home and toss any Febreze sprays, scented candles, clade plugins, scented soaps. I hope you're going to turn your products around and read the labels. And if it says fragrance or perfume and does not clearly state what that fragrance is, either a botanical or an essential oil, or clearly state that it's phthalate-free, that you slowly find new products to replace them. I know after working in this industry for so long that finding products is overwhelming, but there are amazing companies who care deeply about your health, and they're changing the beauty industry and the fragrance industry for the better. Guyler and Henry Rose, a company owned by Michelle Pfeiffer, are my favorite go-to personal fragrance brands. I also love diffusing essential oils, but just remember that just like products, Essential oils are not regulated, and most of what's on the market can contain these toxins, as well as other synthetics. So make sure you're purchasing quality, pure, unadulterated oils. I want to make it easy. So over the years, I've compiled a list of my favorite truly free toxin-free brands. You can find them all in one easy-to-find place, and it is even organized by category, and a simple way to find brands that have been fully vetted by me. You can find my toxin-free shopping guide at www.toxinfreeshoppingguide.com. I know I just shared a lot of information, but I believe knowledge is power. What you do with that knowledge is up to you. I'd be so grateful if you shared this with a friend. Let's take this knowledge and share it far and wide. See you next week.